This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself. Change with world. Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And today we're going to be talking about life purpose and specifically what it means to live from your core. So I just had, I just came out of a very interesting conversation this morning, really about um, aligning who you are and what it is that you're, you know, you, you feel as a deep longing in yourself, um, how you align that with you know, the regular day to day, you know, getting the job done, making the money, what have you. And um, it's one, it's something that's a deep passion of mine it, because I believe that we get so much fulfillment when we're able to um, really express what it is that we have inside in our, in our day to day life. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a luxury. It's a, it's a gift to be able to um, experience life this way. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about it and how actually we can be more connected with that deep part of ourselves. So the first thing I want to do is, is say what core is. Core is actually kind of what we're talking about is like the deepest place you can know about yourself, your center, um, your, your truth. Um, your heart. Those are all kind of ways that people might talk about um, their core, um, their deepest desires, longings, their dreams. All of that starts to get us towards the core of who we are. And the way that I look at it is really um, a like a like almost like a frequency, like a pattern. It has it has its own expression. It has its own way of moving, and we we put words on it um, as much as we possibly can. You know, we might say, you know, we might know that we have a, you know, a, a deep longing to to right wrongs or to help people heal or to um, create something beautiful, right? Um, but at at its base, it's more of a feeling than it is an actual, you know, sort of something we would define as a, as like a a profession or as an activity or even as a characteristic. So this deep place inside of ourselves is, is kind of the way that we're able to craft a life and specifically um, our, our work, but the way that we're able to craft a life that is deeply meaningful, uh, ultimately transformational, and really enjoyable. And what a lot of times happens is we don't have access to that deeper part of ourselves. Um, either, you know, we weren't 
really taught that. It wasn't reflected back to us, so we weren't able to kind of get access to it. Or also that um, we kind of just, we did what we, we, we thought we needed to do, right? So we, we, and it brought us further away from ourselves rather than closer to ourselves. So um, that's another thing that can happen and, and leads us to maybe doing things in our life, whether we're successful or not successful or whatever. It leaves us to doing things in our life that don't give us that deep, deep uh, satisfaction and sense of meaning. So we need to find out ways to actually be able to connect in with that core part of ourselves so that then we are able to, um, you know, have all the good things that we want. So the first thing I'm going to use a lot of core energetics um, in this particular time in today in this talk, because uh, core energetics kind of has a method of getting into the core self. And I, and I really like this method. I think it's, it's a useful one. And what the, what core talks about is the, um, the persona, right? Or the mask or the ego self. And then the uh, lower self, which is more like the base instinctual sort of um, biological needs, and then our core self. Okay, those are the three components that that we're working with. And it's it, it. What happens is is when we start out, say expressing that core self, and we're met with resistance from the outside world. What often happens is that a person will, will, will split internally and they will learn to put on a mask or a persona, behave in a certain way so that they get love, acceptance, safety, whatever it is that they're needing, right? And then they stuff what's in the lower self, which is that sense of like, uh, you know, uh, negativity. Um, it might be like, it's me or you, and it's going to be me, or it's always going to be you, or um, it's fight, flight, or freeze. And it really comes down to it. That's kind of what stays in the lower self. So that's the stuff that we hide because, you know, usually um, or often we're told that that is not acceptable, that we won't be liked, loved, safe, whatever, if we express that part of ourselves. So we hide it. And then... Um, we move up into our mask self. And what happens there is in the mask self, when you're overly identified with, you actually don't have connection to that deeper part. That's the, that's the challenge. So, so you start to feel kind of masky, kind of superficial, kind of meaningless, um, dry. There's a whole, uh, unexcited. There's a lot of different things that can come with that. So one of the first things to do to actually get more in touch with the depths of who we are is to begin to challenge that mask part of ourselves. And, and if you look at spiritual practices, you know, all over the world, you can see that they always have a component of challenging the mask, meaning getting you to disidentify with all of those things that are related to your persona. It's not because we're going to we strive to be a person or um, that doesn't have a persona. We actually need to have one. It's part of how we interact with the world. It's our um, belief in that persona. It's the it's the belief that that's all we have that leaves us very insecure 
and lacking a sense of real significant meaning. So challenging the mask is actually helping, helping to see um, what it is like, what it is that we have come to identify with that might not actually be truly and really um, true for us. So in other words, uh, you know, one of the, one of the things that I, I went to see Carolyn Meese, um, back in October and, and she said something that a, a lot of people have, have said, um, which is that whether she gets praise, um, for what she's done or she has someone who is being critical and putting down what it is that she's done, um, she does not have the luxury of engaging in either. So really what that has to do with, if she, if she embraced the praise on that particular level and really used that to um, buoy herself, she's really just inflating on that like ego self and, it, and deflating when she gets the negative feedback. So that's a really good sign that you are in that kind of mask part of yourself and that um, when you are fluctuating like that, good, you know, somebody says something nice, you feel really great. Somebody says something, you know, not so nice. And all of a sudden, you know, you're the worst person in the world. That is a sign that you are actually on that mask level, that you're totally identified with that or at least partially identified with that. So what you can do is recognize that. And then begin to challenge the perceptions that are there, the, the beliefs and ways of, of acting that, that come from, uh, come on that mask level. So, um, there's, there's all sorts of, you know, there's all sorts of ways that we can challenge the, the mask, but one of the easiest ones is to go along with what, like, Byron Katie says, is that true? I love that. It's such a great question. Is that true? And to be actually be able to ask that about yourself. And um, what she leads people through is then asking also is, you know, is there um, proof or is it possible that it's also not true? Right? So, so what you do is you you break down the hold that 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 mask has on you. And what I was referencing before is that, you know, spiritual traditions throughout time have always had ways to do this. And that is challenge the perceptions uh, uh, uh your perceptions of the world and your perceptions of yourself so that you can reach deeper levels of understanding. Right? Um, so when we, um, challenge this, this kind of mask part of ourselves, when we're willing to say that is not who I am, that's kind of the fundamental piece of it. That is not who I am. What, what I do, how I present any of that stuff, that isn't my self. That is um, a behavior or it's a face or that's why the expression is used. That's a mask. That's the front end. That's not the deep truth, right? So we need to be able to just see it. The challenging of it is just seeing it. It's just the front end, right? It might have absolutely no real truth or, or like deep truth or bearing on our, on our um, 
on ourself. Right? So as soon as we're willing to kind of play with that, um, we start to descend down deeper into the core self. But what happens at that point in time is that we actually get confronted with our lower self. So that's the reason why we stay up there because there's some deep feeling inside. Like there's this, there's this like kind of like nagging feeling would be a better way to say it that mm, there's a reason that we, we are up here and that we're paying attention to all of these kind of ego related things, you know, whether it's like, you know, how much money we make, where we live, what we look like, what kind of car we drive, you know, where we went to school. It doesn't matter. Like anything that kind of, you know, we get fixated on on that ego level. We do that and we keep doing that in order to stop ourselves from feeling, oh, no, that thing I really didn't want to feel. That thing that I felt at one point in time that was bad or wrong or it challenged my situation or it caused conflict with my family or whatever. And I just, you know, I'm so afraid to go there. And once again, that might not be a a totally conscious process. We actually want to make it more conscious. So sometimes what it is, is it's just a, a default. We just find ourselves seeking certain types of feedback or, you know, attaining certain things in our life so that we can avoid this negative um, feeling that, you know, is underneath it all. It creates kind of a frantic way of being, actually. Um, and you, you can see it, you can see it a lot in people. Uh, it creates a lack of safety. It creates a lack of purpose. Um, it stops us from really being able to be loving with other people. Um, so it really being solely on the mask level and avoiding some of that lower self stuff definitely takes us away from that sense of, of purpose and meaning. Right. So that is challenging the mask and um, some other things that you can think besides asking, is that true? Um, is the opposite true? Um, like Byron Katie suggests, um, you can also, you know, read some of the, you know, spiritual or mystic traditions and start to see how they ask questions about the nature of the self or the nature of the world. That then can can if you if you're willing to contemplate them, they can start to break through some of those really strongly held perceptions. Okay, so uh, pretty soon here we're going to be taking a a break, and um, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the lower self, right? So that you can get a map. Of, of the terrain. You know, you've got the ego, the persona, the thing that we identify with, and then you've got the lower self, the thing that we absolutely don't want to identify with. So, um, I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions at any point in this show, um, you're welcome to call in. And, uh, when we come back from this break, I'll talk about the lower self and, um, what you can do to work with that part of yourself.
is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Author and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesiner.com. Hey, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers. And we were just talking about um, how you can live more from your core, and specifically um, one of the steps in that, which is being able to detach from the ego self um, or the mask self and move into deeper a deeper connection with who you are. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to talk about expressing your lower self, so I was saying that people frequently, this is like, this is what we don't want to have connection with. This is, these are the feelings that we have sort of pushed away so that we could be liked, loved, safe, powerful, what have you. Right. And, um, and so it can be a little challenging to make contact with them and to, also hold a lot of love and compassion for these parts of ourselves. But one of the the beautiful parts about it is that as we learn to be more loving and compassionate with these mm, uh, more challenging aspects of ourselves, we're also able to apply that to to others that we meet. Um, so that's in- incredibly beneficial in terms of our, our quality of life and, and even the uh, quality of life of the larger world. Okay, so lower self is 
often what we find in our lower self is um, anger, um, despair, uh, fear. Um, there are things that uh, when we expressed them or felt them, for somehow, somehow we came to believe that they were wrong um, or not allowed. And so we make every effort to avoid them. One of, one of the most interesting things, I think, is when I'm, I'm talking to someone about, you know, their emotions, I always want to find out, you know, what emotions are they comfortable with and what emotions are they not comfortable with? And, you know, very frequently, people will say, oh, you know, I'm not an angry person, for example. I don't, I don't really experience anger at all. And for me, the way that I actually hear that is that that's a very angry person um, because that person is actually not aware of the anger that's living in the lower self. Because if you have a full range of emotions, you'll actually experience them as you go go about your your days. And that doesn't mean that you're going to experience everyone every single day, but you are going to be regularly experiencing a full range of emotions. So that, you know, when you when you don't express something like someone who says, I never cry, right? It's just like, to me, there's a deep uh, reservoir of, of sadness that um, would benefit from being expressed. Right. So the, the, that's part of what the lower self holds is more of our full self. Right. So we think of it as like, oh, that's that bad thing that I wish I wasn't at, or I wished I wasn't at some point in time. But when we actually go there and we make contact with that part of ourselves, what comes out of it is something really, really beautiful because it, it is part of the wholeness of who we are. Now, that doesn't mean that you, um, if you go into the lower self and you express anger, that then being your full self means that you're then an angry person all the time. That's not really where we're going with this. It's more that you then have that available to you. Anger is an emotion that you have access to and can feel and experience appropriately and, and in a way that is in support of your life. Um, so the ways of dealing with the lower self are predominantly around expression. If you think about it as something that has been mm, uh, suppressed, held down, um, contained, then you actually want to do the opposite with it which is open it up, allow it to be expressed. That, once again, let's give this context. That's not something you do, you know, uh, one night over dinner. You don't decide to unleash your rage on, you know, someone that you are relating to. Instead, what you do is you find environments or ways that you can express certain emotions that are healthier, um, and that can be anything from a creative process can be helpful in expressing emotions. You um, can also use it in a, in a therapeutic, like a personal development workshop or in um, a, like a, a counseling session. Those would be places where you'd be able to access and start to express this lower self part of you. 
Um, uh, some people can really, if they're intentional, do it through exercise, get a, like let off a lot of steam, so to speak. Um, but the key to being able to express that um, lower self-emotion is to be aware that you're expressing it. In other words, it's not enough just to go to the gym and exercise. It's actually that you need to be intentional when you go to the gym, that you are actually moving and expressing uh, certain um, feelings and, and energies. Um, once you learn to express the lower self in you know, a safe context, then what you're able to do is be more responsible around, you know, these emotions. So when people have kind of a suppressed or repressed emotion, what usually happens is it comes out in some less direct way. And that can be everything from kind of, you know, it could be tearing someone down. It could be snarky comments. It could be, um, uh, feeling blocked around something, right? Um, sometimes a person's sense of like hopelessness or despair or something like that could make them feel blocked to moving forward. Um, anxiety can show up like um, uh, an inability to concentrate, um, you know, kind of being scatterbrained. Those those are those are the ways that it, that it could show up that you might not say oh this is directly related to because it's not a um, a direct cause and effect it's that you've sort of put this pattern in place and then the pattern has been replicated sort of wherever it sort of fits and um, and so you might not exactly know why you're behaving the way that you are. So, but when you go into the lower self and you start to see these like really strong patterns, like every time I expressed anger, I was shut down and told that it was bad and love with, was withdrawn, right? So then that pattern is in place for me, meaning that it might not be the expression of anger. It might not be that I want to express anger or that somebody is expressing anger or something like that. It might actually have to do with just the sort of perception that that could happen, like the idea that that might happen in that is not even a conscious thought that then has me acting in, you know, sort of this pre-programmed way, right? So consciousness, 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 the most important thing here is to actually bring things up to the light, bring things into awareness so that then we're able to work with them um, in a, a different way. Um, so expression, expression is key to working with the lower self. It's important that it has a safe context. Um, and so that you can be free to have a full expression without it hurting or harming another, other people. And ultimately by being willing to go into some of those feelings, you become cleaner and clearer when dealing with other people. And so another example of that is if I say I'm angry about something and I've done my work around this and I don't have these deep reservoirs of anger, it's clean and it's clear. And then the anger dissipates and I go on with, with things. Um, if I haven't gone in that direction, you know, if I haven't done that kind of work, 
then what might happen is I might get angry at something, not even be clear about why I'm angry at it. And maybe it's not even that situation. Maybe it just triggered something from the past. And I might be more likely to hold on to it, more likely to have a story around it, about what it means to me, what it means to my life, um, what it means about the other person, all of that kind of stuff that is based less in reality. It doesn't mean it doesn't have a connection to what's happening or, you know, that there isn't any truth to it. It, it means that our perception is blurry and that it is very likely that we are also seeing through the lens of the past, through something else that we're resolving rather than being able to be present and meet the current situation as cleanly and clearly as possible. Okay. So getting into that stuff. And if you look at any kind of personal development work, it will absolutely get you in touch with aspects of your lower self, find ways of transforming them and, you know, moving you forward in a new way. And that is simultaneously what is wonderful about it and challenging about it. So getting, getting, um, creating ways to be able to express this lower self that is really, really vital, right? So I had a client who had um, a lot of anger from his childhood and um, he didn't exactly, it, kind of, it was like really kind of stuffed down. It was difficult for him to express. And so what he was is he was avoidant. That was kind of the way that that showed up. And so what he started to do in order to kind of express that lower self energy is he started chopping wood. So he made a, a point of going out every single day and chopping wood intentionally, not just going out and chopping wood, but chopping wood with the intention of expressing his anger. And this became really cathartic for him. And as he was able to do that, first he saw a little bit of a surge in his anger because he was not quite sure how to handle things at this new way. And then that it started to really dissipate and he was feeling a lot happier and a lot more connected. So that's an example of something that you can do kind of in your own life um, without a personal development container um, that can help you express some lower self kind of things, right? So I just want to recap these two, these two uh, steps in the process. So first is challenging the mask, getting past the things that we so want to believe about ourselves, you know, um, for better or for worse, you know, you, and they are definitely wind up being both, right? So letting go of that as being the truth of who we are and allowing it to just be an aspect of who, who we are that can change if we want it to change. Right? Um, so in other words, you can take the mask off. Um, you can even trade it for another mask if you want. It's not your identity um, in the deeper sense. And then so challenging that, which what that does is that we developed that mask so that we didn't have to feel the other stuff. So once we get in touch with that, and so like think of it this way, somebody challenges your perception on something or your perception of yourself right? They, they think you're a bad person for some reason, right? And it challenges your perception of self and you have an emotion because of that, right? And that emotion, whether it's like to feel defeated or hopeless or angry or whatever, starts to bring you into some of that lower self stuff, 
And why? Well, if you didn't believe it, then you wouldn't have the reaction. You know, you've probably heard something along the lines of if somebody tells you, says something to you that you absolutely don't believe is true, you actually, you will just dismiss it. Right? You'll, oh, that doesn't have it. That's just not true. But when someone says something, even if you don't want to believe it about yourself, that you do actually believe to some degree, that's when it's going to start to tap into the, you know, the, the lower self. So you can actually get there through that. Um, well, a really big one, um, you know, for me in my own personal growth process is I had prided myself on being a, a really independent person. And so that was like my identity. And I was like, clear that that was the right way to be. I mean, I, and, and, um, and I was proud of the fact that I was such an independent person. And, um, I was working with, um, actually the person who trained me in core energetics, Karen Wilner. And she, uh, she, she brought up the fact that I had needs and, um, that, you know, for some people, they might be like, yeah, duh. And for other people, they're, you know, they're, they're on board with me here. It, it's like, for me, that challenged my identity as an independent person. And so it really struck a chord with me. And my first response was, was it was to get angry. They kind of like, how dare you say that about me? And, and then my next response underneath was then to get in touch with that feeling of like why it was so difficult for me to accept and, and really own my own needs. Right. So that's kind of how the process works. So then through recognizing, Oh, wait a second. There were reasons why I sort of disconnected from my own needs and became somebody who identified as being really independent. Right. Because it wasn't okay for me to have needs in some way. Right? So then I see all the understanding that comes from that as far as like really being able to get into, oh, okay. Well, you know, we kind of know from an intellectual level that needs are like totally reasonable. Of course, people have needs, right? Um, however, you know, that part of me would, wasn't really that clear on that. So there were feelings that were connected to that, like, you know, disappointment um, and anger and things like that, that then could be expressed around it. And then I could do some kind of reframing and reconnecting and start to bring and be more aware and comfortable with that part of me that has um, those needs. So I could be an independent person right? That could be true about me in some ways. And also that I have needs that could be true about me in some ways. So that's a little bit about how the process works, right? So as we kind of get into this, the reason that we go through all of this kind of stuff is to be able to connect in with what is really true about us. That's, that's the, the thing. It's just like, oh, well, you know, all of that stuff is going to help me deal with life. It's going to, you know, it's going to really help us be able to navigate things. But then what happens is through challenging all of that stuff and becoming more conscious 
of, of our, our mask and our lower self, we also become more conscious and more connected to our core self. And what I'm going to talk about when I come back from this break is um, things that we can do to start to um, really harness that core self and bring it forward. So once we get in contact with it, we start to have the feelings um, that are showing us that we're connected with it, then we're able to, you know, move, move it forward into the world. And, you know, there's some kind of easy ways, actually, that we can we can do that. Um, so it's time for a break. Um, this is Real Answers, and we've just been talking about your life purpose and how specifically you can live more from the core of who you are. Um, it, I welcome questions. You can go ahead and call in 1-877-230-3062. That's 877-230-3062. We'll be back right after a break. is your chance to be part of the show. Call 877-230-3062. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guest. Again, that number is 877-230-3062. Author and educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a Ph.D. in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Are you craving positive change in an area of your life? Dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Siner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real-life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com.
Hi, this is Dr. Kate Siner, and this is Real Answers, and we've been talking about life purpose and what it means to live from our core. I was just talking about um, challenging your mask and expressing your lower self so that you can come into a deeper contact with the truth of who you are. Um, so in other words, by discovering who you are not, you get in closer to who you are. And then um, what we're going to look at now is ways that you can um, uh, express that core self, right? So how it's like how if you if you challenge those things, you start to connect in with a deeper part of yourself, then what? Then what do you do to foster that and to develop that? And so that's where it comes down to like doing things that you love, um, in a, in a way that is really right for you and continually being able to get inspired and, um, and also reconnect with the deeper, more loving parts of yourself. Right. So, um, you know, we just have a little bit more time here. So I'm probably not going to be able to go into, you know, at least these four ways that I have today, I might be able to talk about one or two of them. Um, but uh, really anything that gives you a feeling of well-being, uh, peace, truth, love, connectedness, you know, kind of those higher ideals um, is something that um, helps you be connected with the core of who you are. So it's about fostering that, it, it, fostering that in ways that feel really right and good to you, of course, because that's what this is all about. So uh, specifically, uh, there is the work of Six Mahai, and he wrote um, his book Flow. Um, he also wrote several several other books, but um, what he's talking about is how when we are engaged in something that we love and we have, you know, developed a certain amount of skill or mastery at, how, you know, we move into a completely different state of being. One where we are, it's more timeless. Um, it's less kind of like thought oriented. Um, and it is more flowing, hence the word flow. So that knowing where those parts are in our life, where there are things that we really truly love and that we were also, you know, we have a level of skill at that we can lose ourselves in it. Those things help us express our core. Um, and that doesn't have to be anything major. Um, it can be doing the dishes. Um, it can be, uh, you know, creating a meal. It can be creating a work of art. It can be running your business, anything, being at your job, anything really can, can start to take on that flow, um, provided that we are so engaged that we begin to lose ourselves in it, which I think is a really an interesting um, expression that we lose ourselves in it. What we really lose is the mask. Um, what we're actually connecting to is the core. So in a way we're finding ourselves in it. You know, that's that, that deeper expression of who we are comes out in that moment. Okay. So along these same lines, 
um, being inspired sort of lifts us, right? To, uh, 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 that more truthful, connected core place, right? So that can be music or art or, um, you know, even, I mean, brilliant science and, uh, religious, um, inspiration. I mean, there's, there's so many different ways that people, um, are inspirational, could be a kind act, really. So in that inspiration, it's like things open up. And, 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 and out of that, this truth is revealed, right? And I use truth, but, I mean, it's not necessarily a heady thing. You know, you could just as easily call it, you know, love is revealed, um, and in our connection to that, we are in a deeper, more complete state of love and truth. Another way that we are connect with our, our core is um, through living our values. I think that this is really super important and very practical. Most people who work with me, whether it's business development or personal development, spend time getting clear on what are their most important values. And so say you have a value of, you know, integrity. That's good to get clear on that. My suggestion is that you have that. And then you define what that actually means to you. Right? Because when we are in alignment with our values, um, we're going to have a sense of feeling good. Now, there's a trick to this a little bit because we can create things like values um, from more of the mask self. And when we do this, they feel uh, containing, sometimes punitive, um, burdensome, uh, restrictive, things like that. Um, what, when people kind of live their values in that way, they start to have a certain loss of joy that you can see in them. Right? So that's not what I'm talking about. It's not about following the rules so that you feel like you're a good person. Um, that's mask. Core is living these deeper truths the things that are so essential to, you know, the deep truth of who you are that, that hold you in a good place in your life and in your, your behavior, your activities. So knowing your values, a great way to do that. Like I said, you know, get a list of values, pick, I usually tell people to pick 10 that they really like and then narrow that down to three to five. And define them. And then look at your life and every area of your life and ask yourself, are you living your values in that area of your life? And if you're not, chances are there's discomfort. Um, and sometimes more extreme than discomfort, but discomfort in that area of your life. And that is disconnecting with you from that deeper part of yourself 
And it's also like siphoning off your natural resources, ways that you would naturally be able to move, express, create, whatever, um, because it takes energy to maintain that those um, those dynamics that aren't aren't really in alignment. So very easy. I mean, easy is might be stretching it, but it, that's it's a it's a relatively simple way to be able to assess your life and to make some quick changes that will have really deep results in connecting you with your purpose and a deeper sense of meaning. And then finally, and I'm actually excited. I did have time to talk about these four today. So the, uh, the fourth one is about returning to love. And this is actually one of my, one of my favorites. And I mentioned this, I think a couple weeks ago, but one of the most profoundly changing and sometimes most challenging uh, ways to make sure that you come back to your core is to return to that state of love when you've left it behind. Right? So let me tell you what this looks like a little bit. Um, Often this happens, um, it can happen in any area of life, but I'm going to use relationship as an example. And in relationship, one of the things that can happen when a person doesn't act the way that we, you know, want them to, you know, from our mask place, uh, then, uh, you know, we can move out of being open to them, really being able to hold them in a loving way or be able to hold ourselves in a loving way as we go through it. And so say somebody does something that you don't like and um, your response is to get angry and then to tell yourself something about that person. Well, that means that that person is blank. And at this point in time, you've labeled them and chances are you've labeled them in a negative light. And so you've sort of disconnected yourself from being able to really see them. Right. And um, and you, you, you know, you're maintaining this negative connection. So the thing that you do is you actually just bypass that completely and say, you know, I got that. Like, I see that. I see that perception. Once again, one of the skills from being able to identify the mask. I see that perception. I see that way of doing things. I am going to go back into myself. I'm going to cultivate this feeling of, like, true love, deep love. Um, uh, not romantic love, deep love. And open back up to this person from a loving place. Now. One of the things that happens here, people go into a mask of love. What they do is they open themselves up in situation. They open themselves up in a way that actually will often be harmful for them. Um, and sometimes is even harmful for the other person because what they're doing is, is they're doing kind of what it is that they're supposed to do. 
You know, it's like back to that masky place. This isn't about this. It sh- it shouldn't alter your ability to perceive the situation clearly. In other words, if a person is acting in a way that is, say, unsafe or mean or whatever, this should not set you up for being mistreated. In fact, it should do the opposite. When applied properly, it would actually be something that would protect you from being mistreated and allow you to perceive the situation in the clearest way possible, right? So that's a trick in there. That is a wonderful, wonderful skill to develop. And it does take some time because there are nuances to it as I've kind of uncovered in what I've been saying so far. So you need to work with it a little bit, get some guidance around it is really helpful um, so that you can start to see how you can really be in that deep core um, and also be in really positive relationship um, with another person or situation. Okay. So just to recap, we have just about a minute left. And what um, we've been talking about today is specifically how to connect with your purpose and what it means to live from your core. So basically, if you are connected with your core, you are able to then be able to move forward in the world in, in a way that's meaningful and purposeful, right? So the, the connection with the core is a prerequisite, actually, to be able to create a life of purpose. So you use this process, really, or you use these kind of different concepts and tools to be able to get connected with the core so that then coming from that, you're able to create a life that has meaning and purpose in it, right? Okay, so that is about all we have time for today. Uh, thank you for joining me and Real Answers. This is Dr. Kate Siner. It's been wonderful to have you on the show today, and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.